welcome to the sixth episode of the Pepper Podcast. For those who are returning, welcome back. And if you are new, the Pepper Podcast covers a wide range of spicy events that occur in our daily lives. Two high school students cycle heated topics through discussion. I am your host, Jay Mehta, and joining me is my co-host, Andy Watson-Oskenpen. And today's topic will be covering the tobacco and vape industries and how they've not only impacted our society as a whole, but have specifically been engineered to target the youth through messages that portray their products in a good light. According to the NIH, 37.3% of 12th graders reported any vaping in the past 12 months compared to just 27.8% in 2017, which are record high numbers. Yeah, I think that this topic is definitely one that's very prevalent amongst people our age and especially in this time. Because, like, you know, I, I vaguely, I, I vividly remember middle school and elementary school, like late elementary school, where I didn't know what it was until maybe seventh or eighth grade when, like, I started seeing it on the news and how it was kind of like an epidemic. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really experienced it. But, like, now right like i look back as a junior into middle schoolers who are currently middle schoolers and the epidemic of vaping and e-cigarettes is so much so much bigger Mm -hmm. than it was when i was growing up yeah but like that's you know it's just because it's become so popular and on social media and stuff and i think that's pretty that's pretty interesting to see that dichotomy yeah, and something that you bring up, right? Like schools have, like pretty much, I hopefully every school has like banned vaping or tobacco products. Um, yeah. Well, mainly vaping because that's newer. But um, it's sad that like people s- try to like sneak it in because they're like that addicted to it from the nicotine that yeah. they just have to get like that hidden, and so like they have to go to like the bathroom or things like that mm-hmm. to like just hit a vape, and that's something that's really sad to see because these are like. These are kids in high school, you know, like they still have a life ahead of them. Um, and if so, if they're addicted to something at this early of an age, like who knows? Not only do we like not know the long term effects, which is what we'll go into, but they're going to be addicted to it for life. And they might be start, like an addiction on something else, um, which could spiral down into something a lot more um, like worse or negative for them. Yeah, I can tell you right now that even I have like I know people in my grade who do that who, who vape in school like they definitely won't do it in front of a teacher or something they'll go to the bathroom and our like i know a lot of the high schools in our county like gallatin and like portland mm-hmm. for example i know i've witnessed like their bathrooms have like no doors like no stall doors because it's been such a problem yeah that they, they take preventative measures such as that, which I don't want to see at our school because our school's, like my school, Merrill High, is still pretty, like, tame, and the amount of vaping is very, very minimal, but it still happens, you know? And there's, it's, I've noticed it a lot more recently. It's kind of normalized, and I don't like that, but, you know, what can you do? I agree, I agree. Um, so I guess we can segue into, I guess, the unknown long-term effects since we, I guess, brought it up. Um, there really are no long-term effects of vaping specifically because it is new. Um, yeah. But for those that don't know, vaping like vaping is essentially where you just inhale vapor that enters your lungs. Um, there's not a whole lot of data around the long-term effects that just has to come out with time. Um, yeah. But it's seen as a, I guess, a better alternative to smoking and tobacco and things like that. 
um, yes. which is true. Um, however, I guess the way that it's been marketed to children, um, or I guess I shouldn't say children, has it's been marketed to like teens, um, is it's been promoted as a just something that's better instead of a better alternative. And so the word alternative yeah. has really been cut from the situation. Um, just yeah. allowing it, allowing for like kids to think that if I do this, you know, not only will I look cool, but like I'll it'll also maybe be better for me. And plus, it's just like vapor, you know, it won't hurt me, and it smells good or whatever. So I feel yeah. like that's something that has been marketed to kids in a way. And marketing is a big factor um, that Jewel and these other big companies are creating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's marketing is something that they use specifically. Um, to target um, their target audience in a specific way by using um, some small little innuendos and things like that just to yeah. make it look a lot more genuine to their target audience, uh, which is, unfortunately, some of that is kids. Um, and so they use things like they use advertisements with individuals that look young. Um, and yeah, although they, yeah. don't, they claim that they're over the age, you know, they're of legal age, um, they still look quite young and how there are fruit flavors, um, things like that. I feel like that's really yeah, discouraging. Yeah. The fruit flavors especially because usually kids are like, oh, yeah, that's cool. It tastes like whatever, mango. Yes, it may taste like mango, but what you're inhaling isn't just water vapor, right? There are yeah. heavy metals. There's diacetyl, which is like has been linked to cause irreversible lung damage in factory workers according to the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, uh, as well as ultrafine particles, which if inhaled, may cause damage to the respiratory and cardiovascular system, and like volatile organic compounds that may cause cancer and heart damage, as well as you know, nicotine, which is a very addictive substance. Yeah. Right? Maybe not as, addif- as addictive as like opioids or opiates, but like it's still very addictive. And once you're hooked on that, the you can't really quit like yeah it's just like very that. difficult to quit nicotine yeah um i think i know or i've heard of very few people that have made the like they've like actually been uh, nicotine free and they've quit nicotine but because it's just so difficult uh, it's of yeah. course it's not as difficult as uh full-on drugs like uh opioids and things like that yeah but yeah. it is very addictive um and it's hard yeah. to overcome because like yeah. the, it's it's funny because like sorry to cut you off but no, like okay. this it's the smokers that hate they hate smoking but they just have to like like feed their desire um they have to satiate like satiate their appetite and without it they are they like aren't able to function and th- it comes with you know withdrawal symptoms and things like that and the withdrawal symptoms are very very um effective uh when it comes to just trying to get them to like come back and just keep the cycle going yeah you can literally get sick from that withdrawal and i think what a lot of people especially kids our age don't recognize is that vaping is like an alternative to smoking so people who have a smoking addiction kind of wean to uh, like encouraged to wean to vaping because it's like it's supposed to be a safe alternative because of thousands of chemicals in the dangerous chemicals in a, a cigarette or something Vaping, yes, is safer than that, but I think a lot of kids think that, oh, it's safer, therefore, like, if I do it, it's not going to be as bad, and, like, yeah. it's okay, it is cool, you know what I mean? It's it's really not, and for me, it's, like, when I know that you vape, it, it makes me think that, like, 
I don't want to say it's like it makes me feel like you're dirty, you know, like like you're like you're why are you doing that to your body? Yeah, like, exactly. Doing that intentionally and it's not cool. It's just weird. I agree. Um and it's something that I see like when we clean up our school, uh, for like trash pickup and things like that. It's really sad to see because I see jewel pods, I see tobacco papers. Um yeah. I see these like just like like trash of like tobacco and jewels and things like that. And it's like kids yeah. of like this age are doing, you know, tobacco and stuff like that. That's like not healthy. Um, but something that you bring up about how tobacco or like jewels are a better alternative to tobacco is that is true, right? Um, for those yeah. that mainly like, you know, adults that are addicted to tobacco, a jewel is a better alternative because you still, I guess, keep your nicotine, but there's a lot less um, chemicals, uh, especially harmful chemicals in uh, jewels uh, or, I guess, vapes. Um, but like still, you know, like with tobacco, um, there's like increased risk of stroke, brain damage, you know, eye cataracts, macular yeah. degeneration, yelling of yeah. the whites and or, or yelling of the whites of eyes. Um, you know, you can lose your smell mm -hmm. or taste, things like that. You can lose your senses. Um, and so having like a vape can remove a lot of those aspects. Um, but then again, we also do not know the long term aspects. Um, I'd assume that, I mean over the long term, constantly inhaling vapor is probably not good for you, <laughs> especially because there are ultra-fine particles. So um, yeah. I feel like with time, more data will come out, but it is a better yeah. alternative to smoking and tobacco and things like that. But that doesn't make it the better choice, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's going to be super interesting because within our lifetime, we'll get to see, we'll literally get to see, like, in real time, the effects, the long-term effects that vaping and e-cigarettes have yeah. on, like, people as in, like, their lungs and their health. And I think that's something that I don't want to say I'm looking forward to, but I think is kind of intriguing to me that I get to, like, know that that's going to be able to be available to me. And, and like, my the people I know who, like, have used it or may, will, may, like, continue using that in the future... I'm just. I just wonder what what happened because obviously I wish them the best, but you just gotta be smart with what you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. but again, like the popularity of it is what's so baffling for me. Um, yeah. Because it's like, yes, e cigarettes are on the rise, um, and they apparently are here to stay because according to singlecare.com, um, which they take data from others, um. As of 2018, 9% of U.S. adults say they regularly or occasionally vape. But can you guess the high percentage of high school students and how many, like how, what, what percent of that you think use vape products? Um, I want to say about 17%, 20%. In the U.S., 27.5% of high school students use oh vape products, according God. to the Truth Initiative in 2019. So, I mean, this is, you know, monumental data, right? Because... There's a yeah. lot. I mean, of course, this could be skewed, but I feel like still 27.5% of high school students, these are high school students, right? Usually 18 or younger. Yeah. Not only are they underage, but there's just, they're in such large quantities that that's something that's really hard to see. Um, and a big part of that is, you know, marketing and advertisement 
Um, and how what they do is they use um, not only do they use like brighter colors and things like that, but they use um, like actors um, or individuals that they present in their ads to be well not only healthy looking um, that look great, right? But ones that look extremely young compared to their yeah. age, and that can pass as a teenager even though they're over the age. Um, and so that's something that I guess gives uh, teens the idea that, hey, I can look yeah. that healthy, right? You know, because yeah. that dude's healthy and he's, you know, using a vape. And I it tastes good, you know. it. I don't have any effects. Yeah. It's just vapor, right? So yeah. that thinking w- is what gets people addicted. And so... It's not necessarily the vapor right now. It's the nicotine that's really affecting people. Because once you get into nicotine, it again, we said, it is very hard to stop. And so getting that, like, nicotine going and keep when, once you, you know, keep getting it going, it's going to be, it might develop into something worse, you know, like getting addicted to other drugs, you know, getting, just trying to smoke, just, just full out smoking, um, drinking things like that that are harmful to your health um things that are definitely uh harmful to your health because we don't know of course about vapes but um e-cigarettes are i guess a new wave of things that are going on and they are a better alternative but and like at the end of the day it's just another form of profit that these um tobacco industries or healthcare or these industries that are not healthcare that these industries are making to um, get profit from and a target demographic that they really chose is you know the younger population um, because you know e-cigarettes not only do they look cool and things like that but yeah. it's it was te- it's technically legal which is what's yeah. sad and I was gonna say what, that, uh, what you said about how they look cool yeah e-cigarettes are designed to look more modern sleek and like elegant to appeal to you know today's trend mm-hmm. and speaking of trends it's like e-cigarettes and vaping has become a part of, of like fashion and like it's cool to do that like if you see it on social media on like tiktok instagram youtube the cool people like the people who are like who you watch who you may idolize they vape and so you're like oh that's cool i mean i want to try it and like once you try it you're kind of hooked you know what i mean yeah and because like if it like there's an air of like Oh, you're you're gonna be left out because like your friend, all your friends do it. Yes, but like you need to make smart decisions for yourself and not like fr- crumble under peer pressure. Because I know definitely that like that would be that's that's a hard thing to do is like say no and then like kind of feel left out. But like they're all doing something bad, and so it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. So like I've been looking, and you cannot technically buy music underage. However, you know, a big part of these things are where they are um, influenced, like you said, not only by their peers, but like by their families um, or close relatives that are vaping. Um, And so people that have like, I guess, you know, large influences in their life, if they make bad decisions that may rub off on these people um, and it will eventually just create a chain reaction where, you know, there's just a chain reaction of the movement of the idea. You know that e-cigarettes are better. Why can't I do it? And so, um, I pulled up a thing about like how vaping affects uh, teenage health. Um, 
it affects like quite a bit um actually that we don't expect so you know it affects concentration um and it allows people to just not be able to think straight um so it's just a lot of you know background issues that cannot necessarily you know be like targeted on so it's very difficult i guess to understand what can really happen um with these cigarettes but i guess at the end of the day you know parents that are um you know that are vaping in the house or things like that that rubs off on their child and you know maybe let's say like oh let me try that once you know it won't hurt that can be perpetual you know yeah and what you said about like the sicknesses that can come with you know using those electronic cigarettes and vapes uh, according to the CDC, there's an outbreak of lung injury associated with the use of e-cigarette and vaping products. Also, the and there's a blanket term that is called EVALI, which is like e-cigarettes and vaping uh, associated lung injury. And especially recently, like since 2019, there has been an exponential rise in the amount that of... um deaths and sickness and diagnoses that has occurred like i know for example there's a 15 year old who died due to evali yeah. and that just shows to the extent like we are at the forefront of something widespread and something that poses a threat to many people yeah um and also what you talk about is like yeah young people under age under like the age of 18 cannot buy an e-cigarette but again they can still use it you know what i mean yeah, and so yeah. using it it can just be passed around you know just like any other thing um and again with nicotine um we are in i feel like we are in an ep uh, epidemic uh we've been in an epidemic for a very long time and yeah. the the numbers are like waning with the amount of people that are using um e-cigarettes and vaping things like that um due to like the i guess there's a lot more information that's out um yeah. but it's still a very large number and that's not very good to see um because they just these are children right they should be doing other things than being addicted um yeah because like they no. nicotine can harm you know like the adolescent brain um because the brain just yeah. keeps developing until around age 25 and so if the if nicotine i guess like disrupts something in the brain your brain is not able to um develop fully yeah yeah and you know i think that goes back to like the idea that i don't think a lot of people necessarily are aware of that liquid nicotine or li li liquid tobacco and stuff that's literally poisonous for your body and um, I, I just saw a statistic that said, like, in 20, from 2017 to 2019, the um, amount of cases of poison control, or, like, the amount of cases that poison control got called for, for uh, the liquid, uh, liquid nicotine from e-cigarettes went from, like, 1 to 418 in, like, 1 to 2 years. Yeah. Like, that just shows how insanely dangerous that the the vapor is and mm -hmm. you know like i think especially in my school like people are like no it's not that bad like you can't yeah. really you can't really like overdose on it or like you can't really you know 
it's not like a cigarette and like yeah. yes it's not like a cigarette but it's it's still really bad for you yeah yeah um i guess some more data like why again we talk about how like marketing is so important if it wasn't for the marketing that these companies did it would not be as popular as it is today um and so there's just some things from the cdc that i guess corroborate how they've made it appealing to the youth not only do they come in various flavors like we mentioned including fruit candy mint and menthol um like people saying from a study of 2013-2014 that most youth who use e-cigarettes start with the flavored variety like mango like mango jewels are a very like popular term um so like there's also things that have um like several states and communities have restricted the sale of flavored tobacco products which is good um but also they can just be bought online and things like that um and they can be shipped um through other again there's like always this thing there's always a saying that's like if bad people want to get bad things they can um and so these children aren't bad people they're just exposed to an environment where they've normalized these bad things and so just normalizing something bad is not very helpful um for the people at all or like for their health um which is not good and again, many youth also report using e-cigarettes just because they're curious, right? Like, just being curious about e-cigarettes causes them to be addicted, which is very bad. And again, widespread advertising for e-cigarettes, including like via media, for which advertising conventional tobacco products is prohibited, and the lower cost of some e-cigarettes relative to regular cigarettes has contributed to the use among youth. So they've lowered the price of e-cigarettes to make it less than cigarettes so like the people that are already addicted to cigarettes move to e-cigarettes which also can then they can tell their friends about it you know and once they get a hit they gotta buy some but it's a cheaper alternative right providing a cheaper alternative to something that's unparalleled only creates like a dominating factor yeah and like going back again because this issue is very real to me because like literally just yesterday I was out at walk break and some people I was sitting with, uh, you know, just like with whoever I was with, like they were talking about like how all their like the the people that they get their like vapes and stuff from are like they this is the term they, they said their plugs were dry mm-hmm. and I was like, Okay, like this is so for me, this is like one of the my first experiences with like an actual something like actually unfolding like that, like to me, you know. And it was kind of like surreal, and I was like, okay, well, like imagine how it is at other schools where this stuff is more prevalent. Yeah. Like that's scary because there's an entire system yeah. behind it, and the system is very illegal. Yeah. So like, again, we talk about you know Jewel and things like that. Jewel is a company that creates vapes um and so like their product jewel is like it looks like a usb so that's why again it contributes like the modern look um Uh but in terms of like economic value the company like that makes and markets jewel recently exceeded a 10 billion dollar valuation faster than any company including facebook um their sales now make up more than half of the e-cigarette market which is something that's just crazy to hear you know it's that popular that it's exceeded its valuation faster than any company ever yeah 
Yeah, and it is really scary because the power that these companies do have, it's like, for example, you know, if we take a look at the history of smoking tobacco, like cigarettes, Mm -hmm. it has been looked at as, it was looked at as like a a life-lengthening good thing, but that's because we didn't know anything about the ingredients or what it did to the human body, how bad it was for us. When we figured out how bad it was for us, the FDA shut, like, regulated it immediately which i'm wondering if their fda is going to regulate the usage and like the consumption and production of e-cigarettes and uh, vape products in the future because i know that they are trying to but i wonder like what they're going to do yeah and yeah um and so i feel like we've encompassed a lot about jewel or like you know vapes in general um and so I guess we have to talk about the main beast of the argument, which is tobacco. Um, I guess vapes are created as an alternative to tobacco. And tobacco has been an ongoing issue for such a long time. Um, you know, it started very, very long time ago. Um, I remember one of my teachers saying that like, she would buy a pack of cigarettes from the store for like five cents because like it was it was like targeted and it was i guess it was normalized that cigarettes weren't bad until i guess like research came out that cigarettes were very harmful to health um but other than that they were thought of as like a great brand you know and things like that so in 2019 nearly 14 of every 100 u.s adults uh you know ages 18 or older um currently smoke cigarettes so 14 percent smoke cigarettes um and that's very that's like a lot of people. So in around an estimated 34.1 million adults in the United States currently smoke cigarettes. So yeah. it's a lot of people. And what sucks about like, you know, vaping is you know, like you said, it it's widely available and accessible. Yeah. Like the fact that the kids can get it so easily and so frequently is pretty pretty shocking. And yeah. well, yes, you it's it is safer than cigarettes and you can control technically the nicotine intake you're still taking it in and like i don't know i still can't get over it like we need to realize that yes it's bad and like personally if i was offered one i would say no and like i'm going to be honest if i ever had the chance it'd be hard for me to say no because like you know it's like you always want to try it like what is all the hype about like yeah, but like it's I know that that mood, that like choice, could lead me down a terrible future and like could spark an addiction that like I can't control and I don't want that. So I like you have to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I th- I don't think a lot of people have that like that they don't think that far because when you take when you vape right or when mm-hmm. you use an e cigarette or even tobacco, it's instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. Because your dopamine skyrockets, and then you feel better immediately. But in the long term, you get dependent on it. And once you're dependent on it, your mood goes down. And then when you're without it, you, you're you very ir- irritable, tired. You're very, you know, you can get angry easily. And I don't think a lot of people know that because it's, it's just better not to do it, you know. I agree. Um, I guess going back to tobacco and I guess the people that make cigarettes and things like that 
we have not really highlighted how much these companies actually make. Um, so a company that makes um, one of the largest producers of tobacco, cigarettes, and like related products. Um, yeah. They're, I would say they're both revenue, their fiscal year, and their market cap. Um, can you guess their, their revenue of the year? Of in twenty twenty. Uh twenty twenty sixty billion. It was it was around twenty six point fifteen billion, which is it was oh, a measly okay. year. But their market cap is ninety three point six five seven billion. Wow. Yeah, right. So their their return on interest is so high. <laughs> you know, their yeah. profit margins are so high and they're that's why they provide like extreme benefits. Like their PE ratios um are thirty eight point thirty four percent. Um, which is something that's so lo- like large that it it's so profitable that it's just not funny anymore. Um, but something that yeah. we haven't talked about a whole lot is also like government regulation. Um, the government has been trying to work on um, trying to limit the amount of uh, e-cigarette usage by children, like youth and things like that. Um, but and but they have like not fully talked about um i guess tobacco and the reason behind that is because the taxation of tobacco uh taxation of tobacco and alcohol and things like that they have a higher tax um and so the taxes produce like the products generate more than three like around 399 billion in government revenues so it's a lot of um money that the government's getting from like tobacco only um, it's not even yeah. just alcohol; it's just tobacco. And so, three hundred twenty-nine billion plus seventy billion from like value-added tax on tobacco products, and then three hundred twenty-nine billion from excise tax or taxes. That's three hundred ninety-nine billion of government revenue. That's a lot of money that can go towards yeah. a lot of things. And so, yeah. telling you know, like telling a company to limit the amount of things that they do or something like that, it would cause a lot of negative effects on the government um, because it they want to be able to generate as much money. Yeah, and like that also kind of ties in with the healthcare system because they get paid with by the healthcare system too, you know, more people. Like this is a, like this kind of a stretch but like if you're funding things that decrease the health of the population, you'll increase the need for health insurance and increase like uh the need for like assistance and that'll increase, you know, people paying and then you get more too. Yeah, and like that's something that like I don't know a lot of people may connect, but like that's definitely a possible thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm currently searching like the profit margins of some tobacco manufacturing companies. So the net margin for um tobacco industry is nineteen point eight percent above the industry average. Wow. So yeah, it's also interesting that Altria, uh, the company that I was talking about previously, is founded by. Uh, the Kraft Foods Inc. and Nabisco and another country, which is or sorry, another company, which is interesting yeah. because Kraft Foods, you know, they make yeah, food and Nabisco you know, makes like the cracker cheese, products. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting that they are part of a tobacco company, and I get its profit and things like that. But there is always a correlation um between these kinds of things, and so exactly. another thing that tobacco companies do is they entice workers with like insane benefits so workers get like the best health insurance great pay great benefits things like that in order to um kind of 
give their workers the sense of the idea that what they're working for isn't a horrible cause. And it kind of lessens yeah. the the impact um, of what their company is doing because um, the company like Altria or other companies that make um, tobacco products, they are they have to they are legally binded by the government uh, to create ads or include things on their on their products that says smoking is bad or hazardous to health. Um, if you've ever seen that, um, they're hazardous to health, and th- it has to include a label um, talking about the health effects. Yet they're overlooked so often. You know what I mean? Just because of the nicotine addiction. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like it's 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 a really tough tough topic to tackle because there's so many moving parts. Yeah. And like you said, like the enticing of workers to work there because they get these benefits. It kind of like yeah, it distracts them from like the reality of what they're actually doing. Yeah. And. I can't really blame the workers because, like, everybody works or everybody has to work. And I, I, it's, it's just, like, the industry is so is so corrupt. Yeah, and also on top of that, the amount of waste that cigarettes and things like that they produce, they produce a lot of waste. Um, oh, yeah. And it's not good waste. It's not, like, fully biodegradable waste. I mean, most of it is, but some of it contains heavy metals and things like that that yeah. don't decompose for a long time and like the wrappers of tobacco products um like big cigars those are made yeah. of plastic that doesn't decompose yeah and like i think i feel like cigarette butts if we're talking about tobacco they yeah. make up like they are one of the most common pollutants in the world yeah and i know like there's some i, I saw some creative alternatives that people were doing to com- combat like at this like city and i think denmark either denmark or finland train their train their ravens to pick up cigarette butts and dispose of them for treats and i was like that's really cute but like that the problem of pollution caused by products such as tobacco and e-cigarettes and vapes and stuff like that should not be overlooked you know because i I go i go to the beach pretty pretty uh, frequently and i'm walking along the beach cigarette butt cigarette butt cigarette butt cigarette butt like are you serious like yeah, I try to like pick it up and throw it away, I, and this is real. I I still have pictures. My mom took took pictures of me doing it, because like she was like, "What is he doing?" But oh my god, yeah, it, it was really bad. I just video. found some data: cigarette butts and and other tobacco product waste items are the most ubiquitous from litter worldwide, with an estimated yeah. four point five trillion of the estimated annual six trillion globally consumed cigarettes. Deposited as deposited as butts somewhere into the environment each year, and this yeah. is in 2014. Um, but yeah. something about like smoking however many cigarettes a day, um, it's this is a bit of good information. It's not great information, but um, the amount the average number of cigarettes smoked per day declined from around 17 cigarettes in tw- 2005 to 14 cigarettes in 2016. So we are making some progress, um, but. There should be, um, I guess we had to have programs that try to uh, incentivize, you know, trying to like, because you can't go cold turkey. It's very, very difficult to do that. Um, you have to slowly ease it out. I feel like, um, of course, I mean, I don't do drugs, so I'm not an expert in the issue, but, (laughs) um, trying to slowly ease something out, 
would be the best way to do it because if you do it cold turkey, you know, you'll have a bunch of withdrawal symptoms and that'll not be good. Um, so trying to ease things out through, you know, programs, incentives, um, either government backed or not, um, just providing incentives, maybe even provided by the companies um, to provide incentives um, that will slowly ease things out, that would be good. Um, or even adding legislation, even though it will come at a cost to the government because of financial reasons, um, yeah. they will eventually will have a healthier society. Because if we don't have a healthier society, you know, people are not as productive. They won't generate as much as enough, like, I guess we're looking at it from a financial point of view. They won't generate as much profit, and then, and then the profit would not be taxed as much, you know, and then they get less in taxes. So it does come around to the government. I think just slowly increasing the effect, um, I guess increasing the regulation on tobacco um, is good. I know other countries in Europe have um, very strict regulations. Uh, like um, Great Britain has a lot more strict regulations about like e-cigarettes and things like that, which is good. Um, and they also have um, strict regulation on food, um, like the ingredients in food. But that's another discussion for another day. <laughs> um, but yes, yes, yeah, yeah. And I think that like you know, for especially for vaping, since that was a hot topic of today, mm-hmm. banning like flavors. Yeah. and stuff like that like fruit flavors that is should be a big move because i know a lot of the appeal comes from oh it tastes good or it smells good blah 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 blah, blah. Uh-huh. and like trading flavors like i think that if we were to ban those flavors and stuff we would see a sharp decline in the usage amongst adolescents in in the world and like i know countries like india and other countries have like outright banned like the production or something or the the selling of vaping products and like i think that if like we had more stringent regulation as you said and like more vigilant uh operations on groups who sell you know vape products and e-cigarettes and like where those products go mm-hmm. and like m- more vigorous uh punishments for people who sell to minors i think that that would like scare away people from you know yeah kind of selling to those people and it's it's gonna take a long time so there's but, there's a few people that have um i guess banned prohibited the sale of both flavored e-cigarettes and menthol cigarettes um so massachusetts new jersey new york rhode island and california and california mainly with 118 localities um compared to like georgia having one new york having three you know there's yeah. but at least they are making an effort towards um prohibiting i guess just any fruit flavor because i understand the sale of e-cigarettes to adults because that's their choice but selling that to children or marketing to children indirectly because you can't legally say i'm marketing it marketing it to children indirectly marketing to children is some is such a like horrible move that people can make that i feel like that's not something that's good yeah i agree so i Um, guess go ahead yeah no, I was just gonna just reinforce what you said. Like that kind of goes back to like the flavors, because I think that should be the main thing that gets resolved right now, and like a law or legislation that should go in right now. Yeah, that will definitely take a big hit, because it's not gonna just reinforce like adults who do it recreationally because they like it like that. Like, that's their choice. It's gonna 
it, but it's going to reduce the usage in adolescents and kids because like I'm all for public health mm-hmm. and like the good of the community but you know it's at the end of the day it's going to negatively affect adults who you know have the right to use that yeah i remember a lawsuit um from G- by a jewel and another thing but they had to like um limit the amount of um I guess like flavored products, and it, I think it was over like an ad that they had about like to like a younger person, um, in an advertisement, and so they said that they have to, um, include for advertisements like people of older age and things like that, which is good. So we're moving in like the right stride, or in the right way. But again, we have a, like a long way to go. Slowly easing out, um, like nicotine, starting with the things that are. Um, affecting children and youth is the most important. So again, like you said, our e-cigarettes, our jewels, fruit flavors, um, and then slowly by slowly, um, if we want to create a healthier society, um, slowly easing out. I'd say tobacco first, right, and then moving to e-cigarettes, um, because yeah. it's a healthy alternative. But yeah, I agree, and you know, it's just a matter of time before you know the FDA, especially for America at least, kind of puts those more uh stringent regulations on e-cigarettes and you know let's hope that let's just hope that uh, we can improve the health overall health of adolescents and you know doesn't get to the point where the long-term effects kind of cause major problems for us yeah i agree i agree yeah and with that our discussion comes to an end thank you for listening and we hope you'll stay tuned for future episodes. Don't forget to follow the Pepper Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Thank you. Thank you.